AG, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast again, live from the Seamless uh, Conference in, uh, in Riyadh. And now we're talking about another industry again for today. So I'm learning a lot about different industry because you're the best man who can explain me why Toyota is so successful here in Riyadh. And I don't, I don't see any Mercedes or BMW or barely uh, any of C any of them. You're the country manager, you're a country manager for um, Sell Any Car. For the German listeners here, uh, the, the equivalent concept in Germany is Auto 1, uh, um, uh, which was like fairly discussed and broadly discussed in, in, in our in our community. But uh, please uh, take some time, introduce yourself and sell any car. Sure. So my name is Anuvrat Gaurav, and but for e e easier conversation, you can address me as AG, like all my friends do, all my colleagues do. It's a difficult one for Indians. And yeah, uh, I've been in Dubai since 2008. Before that, I I was in India working for retail. Uh, I shifted in 2008 and it's been almost 15 years that I have been here. Most of my experience is from retail. So I have worked with uh, the largest electronic group in the region uh, for five years. After that, I shifted to another group, group also in retail. So I shifted from electronics to sports and lifestyle. That was another experience that I had. And in 2019, I got this experience uh, or the opportunity to join uh, Selenicar Group, uh, which at that time was very new to me because I didn't know automotive. And my core experience was not of e-commerce. But our founder, Sagan Yalchin, uh, uh, spoke to me. And uh, the only question I asked him in return was, why me? Because I don't know uh, e-commerce. I'm not an e-commerce expert. His response was, this is why uh, we we want fresh eyes. We want someone from retail. We want to grow our business, and we need someone with a different perspective. So yeah, with Selenicar, I have been there with three years. It's it's a fabulous three-year journey that I have had with them, and uh, hopefully more to come. In um, the auto lines business, I I know a bit better, uh, but maybe you can explain me what the difference is, or if it's working like the same way. I think um, they're. Offering like a valuation of the car, um, buying it instantly um, uh, uh, when you're bringing the car to some of their like collection points, and then try to like uh, um, try to tr try to um, flip it within like I don't know 14 days, 10 days uh, um, in the market, selling it I don't know to uh, to the um, Egyptian market, to the Polish market, to whatever. So they're kind of a cleaning facility in the in the market, a clearing facility. Sorry, clearing facility. Um, in the market, but obviously their balance sheet is rather huge because they uh, they still still need the money to buy uh, the cars. It, is the business of said any car similar to that? Actually, I'm glad you asked this question. Our business is nothing like it. We I proudly say that that we sell the car before we even buy it. So the platform that we have created is not about flipping cars from one region to other or from one person to other. The company was created on a sole need to provide hassle-free experience to the customers. So if, if I take a minute uh, to explain yeah. the concept. So in 2013, uh, when Sagan tried to sell his own car, the experience was very rough. He had to go to the car market, which is not exactly a healthy place. He had to deal with 20 different people, 10 different people test drove the car and they, they, they test drive in their own respective way. And the value of the car that he received was not exactly fair because these are guys who are trying to get the best deal. He thought of it as a problem and he decided to build a business where he can provide a hassle-free experience to all the customers. So what we actually do is, if you are a customer and you are trying to sell your car to us, we actually come to your place or you can visit any of our nationwide branches. Uh, we evaluate your car, our trained inspectors evaluate your car, click the photographs and upload it in a portal that we have created. Now on that portal, we have, for example, a thousand dealers looking at your car at the same time. 
these dealers are experts in buying and selling cars so they know the right value of the car uh what they are doing in the next 15 minutes is they are bidding on the car uh and uh if you bid 10000 the other one bids 11000 the third one bids 12000 so this way the option price keeps on going up until it reaches a fair value for the market the customer is then shown that price and the deal is done there and then it's an excellent way of doing a transaction where a customer doesn't have to go for a test ride with 15 different people answer calls or even go to the government agencies for signing the document so customers seeing the price let's say 15k we settle on 15k and then he says okay that's a price i'm okay with and then you're selling the car to this price and you're keeping a margin yeah of course we keep a small margin with us uh, the small is as much uh, it must be like we must eat and it is yeah, sustainable rent, right? it, it is sustainable let's just put it but uh, see in the process what is happening the idea is um the focus is not on the margin margin here the focus is on everyone should win so there are three partners in this game there is a seller uh, which is the customer and consumer there is a buyer which in this case is a dealer and then there is a facilitator us so we are not a buying company we are a marketplace so we provide and facilitate the process for everyone so everyone is winning here the customer is happy because he got a fair price of the car so if he would have gone into the market he would have probably got only $5000 with us he gets 15000 the dealer is happy because he is seeing so many inspections and so many cars a choice he would never get a choice anyone sitting in the showroom will never see thousands of car in a month we get thousands of car in a month which these guys have the opportunity to buy for and obviously we are happy because we are facilitating we are joining the dots we are joining we are completing the gap which is there in the market we were the first online platform there so the times were tough at those times uae and uae yeah so in uae we were the first ones so at that time i'm sure i was not there but at that time i'm sure sagan would have found it difficult to set, uh, to implement the idea execute the idea because selenicar as a trend setter in that sense we changed how the market was operating we went from an offline one guy offering you a price to an online auction where so many people are buying one more thing i would like to add here so one important thing that you mentioned was that uh, other companies are actually buying the inventory and clearing it over a period of time which means they need a lot of cash they which means that they are, they they have a heavy balance sheet yeah. heavy balance sheet stuck in an inventory which is depreciating all the time it's not an appreciating asset it's a depreciating asset so every month you would expect the inventory to depreciate by 2 to 2 and a half percent it was appreciating uh, for the last uh, 18 months i think the yes. when it was uh, after market never started yeah, yeah it's true and it still is in some cases it still is but generally it's a depreciating uh, asset so uh, you keep, you take two months uh, to sell that car the value drops by 5% what we are doing is we are not buying the car we are just facilitating we are a marketplace so uh, we are not invested into a very heavy inventory we have already sold the car to the right guy who can resell the car to the right person before we even bought the car what, what, about what kind of volumes are we talking like how many cars are you dealing via this platform a year yeah so i wouldn't be able to share any numbers here for sure but uh, i can very securely tell you uh, that we are the number one in the market and our market share is growing so uh, there are these are two different things i do like a back of the envelope calculation then you say there's a couple of thousand dealers they only will come if they like buy at <laughs> least two cars in year let's say 2000 dealers two cars average selling price 20000 that would be like the gmv another 2000 it's 4000 times it's like uh, that's in the billions already 
So, uh, I wouldn't say yes, I wouldn't say no, but uh, we are nowhere close to the numbers. Uh, because I, I said thousands of these, I didn't say 2000, yeah. an assumption. But yeah, any anything uh, on a more serious note, anything related to numbers, I won't be able to share any data on that. But there, the two important parts here are, are we the number one? Yes, we are. But more importantly, are we growing? And this is what we want to see that are we growing in the market? Are Is our business increasing with the increasing demand? A lot has changed. You mentioned the pandemic. A lot has changed post-pandemic. So are we growing in that sector? Are we declining in that sector? We are growing. We are happy to share we are growing. How many people are working for 70 cars? So we, in a, in a group, I think we are close to 400 employees uh, that we have. Focused on the UAE region or other regions too? It's so UAE and KSA, but our headquarters are based in UAE. Okay. Okay. Can you tell me why uh, why the German car prints are not so su- successful? Because if I'm, uh, I'm watching the streets in Dubai or like here in Riyadh, it's like... I don't know, 40% Toyota, Lexus, uh, 80% when it comes to premium cars seems to be like uh, a Lexus. Then you have a couple of US brands, so it yeah. looks very like US familiar uh, here and very few Mercedes and BMW. I, I actually disagree with that because uh, German cars are in demand here. It is true that Toyota is the number one brand uh, for the region. They love Toyotas here. They, uh, they love everything Japanese here. So now yeah. we are into the generation of smart watches. But when I came, smart watches were not that popular. They were just starting to do the smart watches. They used to love the German watches brand. They used to love anything Japanese because uh, they have built a quality name. But so have Germans. So anything related to German comes with quality. So the German cars are in demand here, actually. It's not that they don't. Uh, the thing is that you have to understand the market. For example, you are talking about Saudi. Saudi has 25 million of population here. They want cars where they can... Uh, drive on the road but they can also take off-road camping is big here desert safaris are big here now is the season to start from November till February March they will all go out with their friends and family that is where these uh, Toyotas and I would say Nissans even the Petrols they love the Jeep Wranglers all these brands come into play difficult to take a Mercedes sedan there uh, in fact, if you see the premium taxi operators all use the Lexus and Mercedes. Yes. Yeah. So on the roads, they are on demand. For someone who uses for both, I I go for camping um, and I have a Toyota incidentally, I have a Jeep Wrangler incidentally. I don't have a Mercedes. My brother has Mercedes, he doesn't go for camping. Hmm. But that's the customer clientele is so different from region to region that you will understand. Well, what, what uh, uh, I understand you cannot share like any numbers from the platform, but what is your your perception like on the um, on the growth capabilities of those markets? Let, let's say there's like from yes, 45 million people are living in the region and we have, let's say, 10 million cars, whatever the real number. Sure. So what do you think is like the growth uh, potential? Because the more cars are sold, uh, new cars are sold, the better is for your website because uh, eventually they will end up on your website. Uh, to be resold. Yeah, but, but I'll tell you, the trend is already changing. So I was reading a study in 2017 for the region where the ratio of a new car to an old car was 3 to 1. So every three new cars sold uh, were equal to one old car being traded. Um, and it was expected at that time that the ratio will become 1 is to 1 by 2024. And then it will become 3 is to 1 in the years later. I think we are already fast approaching that stage. Uh, in the last one and a half, two years, what has happened is that the pandemic has changed the preference of customers massively. And in two ways. One is uh, the supply has been very short due to the chip shortage. So the new supply with the brands has not been there. Uh, I know for a fact that there are brands who still do not have a supply. They are coming in short supplies and uh, 
and the second reason is that uh, all all of us started looking at our expenses in a different way they were actually everyone is holding on to their money with and with the news of feds increasing the interest rates it has a global impact so the the market share of the second hand market has grown massively in the uh, last two years good for us either ways uh, you sell a car you buy a car we offer both the services it's good for us but i think the the market in this region uh, is getting balanced between new cars and old cars it's not shifting towards new car and for how long are people holding new cars when they're buying a new car when they when do they switch so it depends on on a particular segment and uh, if you say it as an average the average uh, age of a car in the industry would be around 7.2 years but if you talk about the premium range it's 4 years so uh, the more the higher the price value the more the turnover what what happens like with a cars that are not sellable anymore here in the market because like the Germans tried to get rid of the cars into Ukraine before the war obviously or Africa it was like where the old Mercedeses and the old Opels and old Volkswagens uh, went what what is what happens to a car when it's so in our business we say we buy any car in any condition so we'll buy your car even if it is not starting we'll buy a car if it is dead if you cannot move it and in in this part of the region specifically in UAE you have to register your car so if your car is not registered it is illegal so you have to renew the registration so it becomes an expense you are not driving your battery is dead or your engine is dead you are not able to drive the car and but you have to renew it on a yearly basis so it's an expense so it's preferable that customers come and sell we buy those cars what do we do with these cars well i said we have a network of thousands of de dealers who are buying these cars so these dealers are based some of them in uae some of them in ksa but many of them and in noman many of them in egypt many of them in iraq and multiple countries so these dealers are exporting these cars to their respective markets and and making money in their respective markets at our platform what we are saying is that because it didn't come to the inventory we have partners who are buying cars from us and directly goes outside only right and um but do you find enough talent for those foreign people like uh, because if you the business is growing right and yeah. uh, and 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 we are not we are only talking about headquarters heading though we are not talking about people running the shops right no uh, I, I told you everything included it's all everything included yeah but do you find enough talents like to fill the uh, the gross demand uh, see uh, the the major focus we like to call ourselves the tech company so the major focus is on technology uh, hiring people who can build new technology for us or can keep keep us updated uh, we are okay in that not a problem. Where we do face problem is uh, the I mentioned that the sourcing inspectors who come and inspect the car. Sometimes we do struggle in that. And for example, if I want to hire a, a, in terms of uh, I want to hire females for sourcing in, sourcing team. Sometimes we do struggle. How we have balanced it out is that we hire now people who are uh, who are good in customer service, who are excellent in customer service. We bring them on, and we have a one month training program where we train them on the technical part of it and the technical skills of that. we have a very good training program we have a hub where we have the cars coming in and going all the time so before uh, these guys speak to any of the customers uh, these guys are trained on the floor for 30 days before they are allowed to speak to any of the customers so the training programs that we have are very strong do you see lots of expansion potential for uh, for the business into like other region outside of goa absolutely absolutely at the beginning of our discussion i said that we are the number one in uae but uae has a population of 10 million and i'm talking about saudi like saudi is 35 million so which gives me the opportunity to introduce you to the brand that we have in saudi kaisha 
So uh, we, what is called Kai, Kai? Kaisha. So it's the same business as Selenikar, which has been customized to Saudi needs. Kaisha actually means Kashik. So it resonates with the, uh, with, with the language that Saudis speak. But the model is pretty much same. Uh, Selenikar, we, we have a functional, fully functional operational model that we brought to Saudi market uh, and we are trying to expand here. Of course, we will customize it to the Saudi needs, to the Saudi customer feedback, to the Saudi dealer feedback. But we are already here and we see a huge potential. And uh, I mean, everyone's focus is UAE, but Saudi is a potential, Qatar is a potential, tomorrow Egypt could be a big potential. So yeah, I, I see a huge potential in the second-hand market, especially when the segment itself is increasing. I do say that it's an unorganized sector because the data, concrete data, it's difficult to get concrete data because of the reasons that I said. But that segment itself is increasing. What is what is your your competitor? Are these kind of the car dealers that are like sitting around those corners where you drive your car, which is like always kind of a bit shady because um, you know that they try to get the best price for them. Is this your main competition still in uh, UAE? or is Because when I was in Dubai, I haven't seen any of those uh, car dealerships outside. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they are our direct competition. Uh, see, there are. I, I was researching online, and I can share it very transparently because the information is available online. Uh, I went online to see how much competition do I have in UAE. I found twenty-two online uh, retailers, or I should say, brands, uh, which are doing the same thing as us. Uh, some of them have copy pasted our terms and conditions. Some of them have even copy pasted our colors. So there is no original idea and. No one has the base of, see, this This thing works in three different segments. So there is us, there is a seller, and there is a buyer. So the number of inspections that we get on our platform, no one else is able to have. And the number of partners that we have, the dealers who are buying across the globe, not only in UAE, no one else has the network. So if you're asking who is the competition, I can comfortably say that online we are still leading. Now the heat is increasing. There are more people who are entering the fray. And we'll have to keep ourselves updated. Otherwise, it will get tough. As far as the offline uh, transactions are concerned, the dealers who are in the market, it's uh, uh, I think that everyone is getting online. Those who are not online will have to shift online because the things are changing very, very fast. Everyone is moving uh, e-commerce. And uh, if you ask me, uh, how was that? You might remember that 20 years ago, when there was a courier delivery, it used to take a month's time and it would come to you in a truck. And 10 years ago, uh, maybe it that the time that reduced from 30 days to 7 days and it started to come in fast vans. Today, I'm getting deliveries on bikes and I'm getting it in 15 minutes. And if you, I, I won't take names, but if you talk about some of the online retailers, the marketplaces in UAE, I can order uh, a soda or a chip right now and I could get it in 15 minutes so by paying the price. So everyone has to get updated. In pandemic, uh, whatever had not changed had to change because now everyone was online. No one was allowed to go to market. And I'll give you a live example how we also have to keep ourselves updated. During pandemic, uh, the entire country was under lockdown for obvious reasons. No one was allowed to go outside. Our business became zero, Right. We had to renovate ourselves. We had to innovate ourselves where we said, okay, if a customer is, and customers were scared, they wanted to sell their car, but they're not willing to come to the malls, to our branches. We said, okay, we'll, we'll introduce something. We, we brainstormed and we came up with something called a free home inspection. So when a customer is not willing to come to a mall or to our branch, we said, we'll come to your place and we'll inspect the car to your place. This is just a live example of where everyone needs, 
including us, we need to keep ourselves updated with the market demand. Got it. Dubai is also known for like a, a very high intensity of supercars and, and sports cars. Is it also like a segment you're seeing in your shops or is it like a totally different market you don't even touch? No, it, it is. And I'm glad you're asking me these questions because this is an excellent example. I was just telling you 10 minutes ago that we buy any car where even if the car is dead, we'll still buy it. The same way, on a weekly basis, we get these supercars where we are buying Rolls Royce, we are buying Lamborghinis and Ferraris on a weekly basis. It's not that one car a month. It's, it's all, it happens on a weekly basis because customers trust us. They know that we'll get the right value of their cars. I can comfortably tell you that we, we buy cars from 1,500 dirhams and 1.5 million dirhams easily. But, you, but, but your network is big enough that let's, let's, let's take an average Lamborghini where maybe the sales, uh, the sticker price was like 300. Now, like a year later, it's like only 250, $200,000, uh, which is, I don't know, what is it like a dirham? Like uh, 700,000. So, and you say the liquidity in your dealer network is big enough that even for such a car, There's enough bits to come to a fair market price after like half an hour or so? That will only happen if you have a largest network of dealers. So I have. But it works for you. Yeah, it does. So see, the thing is, whenever there is a monopoly, you will not get the, uh, the right rate. I come from a country of 1.3 billion population, India. There is no monopoly in any sector. I can probably say that India has the cheapest internet in the world. Why? Because there are multiple players online. Uh, cheapest internet. Exactly what uh, monopoly does to, to countries, or I should say the lack of monopoly can bring to the market and to the customers. The same thing goes with us. Any car which is thrown in, we have put multiple dealers bidding on the car. And that is how the right price of the car is determined. Otherwise, what's the difference in you taking your car to some dealer on the street and, 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 and selling it online? Obviously, I'm following a couple of like car channels on YouTube, and then you see this um, documentaries about like... Um the car graveyards that are like collected from the Dubai government because somebody didn't pay taxes or whatever. Some criminals in the you've huge, huge areas, parking lots with, with, with cars. Is it, was the government ever, uh, ever trying to, to work with you saying, okay, we need to, we need to liquidate all those cars. We want to have the money. And you are saying you're taking any car. Here it is. Yeah. So we yeah. do that a lot, actually. Um, At the times that you're talking about, these must be old documentaries that happened around 2010 when, yeah. when people left a lot of cars at their airports, but those times are gone. Uh, why, why, I forget the reason. Was there a reason why they left? Uh, there was a recession that was happening from 2008 to 2010, uh, and retail was not impacted, but there was a big uh, dip in the real estate in this region, which oh, yeah. since then has only gone up. But there were a lot of people uh, who left their cars and just left without paying their loans or without returning their cars. But I think that situation is over. But if the question is that, uh, do we buy fleets? Do we buy in large quantities? Do we work closely with the government? A hundred percent, yes. When we actually, all our transactions are uh, linked to the government. We have to try to transfer the car. So we have very sweet relationships with the, with the government agencies as well. And every now and then we do projects. Uh, we have fleet cars. For example, there could be uh, a car rental company who wants to upgrade 100 cars in their fleet. He wants to sell 100 cars. Now, how many dealers can you find in the market who can buy 100 cars in one day from you? But because we have a large network of dealers, okay. can I do that? Got it. There's a lot, there's lots of liquidity. And, um, I know you don't want to share like too many, too many numbers that like, can you give like uh, us an understanding of how, how, ma how many of those cars are then sold domestically? Like let's say UAE, like as one 
yeah, country. It's not, but it's like, let's say it's one country. Uh, uh, when you're selling like your used Toyota, whatever to the platform. So what is, what is, uh, what is the um, share of this Toyota sold into the UAE to another customer versus like getting exported, I don't know, to Egypt, India? Yeah, fair enough. So I, I can share some numbers on that, but, uh, see, it all depends on the condition of the car. For example, a particular country may have a rules and regulations that any car which has met with an accident will not be uh, imported. Yeah. Or any car which is five years older cannot be imported. Or any car which has run more than 250,000 kilometers, which means a taxi, they will not take it. Some countries don't have that restriction. So some countries see more of export than, uh, than others. Uh, but I'll say a major chunk of these cars are being utilized in UAE itself. Uh, but even the export is in double digits because it's a network of dealers and we know when they are buying cars, they are buying for a particular country. Uh, I forgot to mention uh, Lebanon is another country where a lot of our cars are going, apart from Egypt, apart from Saudi. Uh, Saudi, we have our own business, so we know, we see it is, it is happening. We have a network of dealers in Saudi. Well, when did you start in Saudi? Saudi, we started two years ago and we are expanding now a big time. This is actually the reason why... There was no other big platform doing it here in Saudi? Yeah, in Saudi, there is no big platform which is there. So again, in the market, we are the pioneers. Now, whether we can keep up the pace, that's what we are trying. Nice, really nice, nice business. Uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, again, still, again, one of the podcast guests was saying there's so many like macroeconomic trends that are helping you growing into that. So even if you don't share, uh, gain any market share, your business will grow like at least like 10, 15 percent year. Uh, yeah. And, and would grow even more when the car industry could deliver more cars. Absolutely. See, but th that doesn't mean that we should sit idle. We we have been in the business for about nine, ten years uh, in in this line. We when have, was it founded? It? it was in two thousand thirteen. So yeah, I have said yes, yes. So we are almost there, uh, about ten years. And there's a lot of data. There a lot of customer feedback. There's a lot of learnings that this business has taken. So what we did last year is also interestingly uh, on the basis of the customer feedback. Uh, and we do that a lot. We we do a lot of customer focus groups to listen to their pain points. We launched a new brand called Carnap uh, last year in November. We are again fast approaching the first anniversary. That brand only sells cars. So sell any cars for buying cars from customers. But Carnap is a brand which sells cars to the customers. Because we already know that, for example, you know that Toyota is the fastest running car. We have that data. We also know what colors the customer want. We know whether they want a crossover but or then you then you're competing with your own dealers. I wouldn't say competition because it's such a big market, untapped market. It's a growing business. And it's not that there is an unfair mean which is taken. These are two different businesses. Uh, well, uh, competition is when uh, a marketplace picks up a technology or a product from something else and, and launches their own product at a cheaper price. We don't do that. Even if there is competition, it's actually... So, 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 so is like also part of, of the bidding process. And if Carnap comes to like a higher price than any other, uh, then, then they are getting... Yeah, started. because the, the idea is that at the end of the day, if, uh, you have to make money, right? There's no point of buying cars if you have to sell it at a loss. It yeah. doesn't make sense. The idea is to... But the reason for that is not uh, because we wanted to make more money out of it. The reason was that we, we heard our customer focus groups who wanted to trade in their cars Oh, I, because we ask our customers, why are you selling your car? Oh, I'm upgrading or I want another car. And then they would ask us, okay, can you sell me a car? And we didn't have a platform. Now we have a platform where we can offer these cars to our customers. And we heard our customers when we heard their pain points. For example, uh, one of the things that we found out was that in 15 minutes of uh, 
test drive how can i decide whether i should buy the car or not we said no problem we'll give you 10 day return policy so can you imagine that we not only are we offering you an online service where you can sit at the comfort of your home on your couch and buy a car we deliver it to you we have the online payment gateway where you can pay it online we have all the banks where we can give you finance but on top of that we'll also give you a 10 day return policy no questions asked and we give you a 2 year warranty because some of the customers came back and said it's electronic what if something happens to it after a month don't worry we have got your covered so we have our 2 year warranty that we give with each and every car that is all in, to provide in incarna incarna yeah. because we want to provide that comfort to our customers and that is where the data that we collected yeah. with uh, with the selenica car the knowledge that we collected with selenica car is being used to provide another service that the customer wants we are not selling a product that a customer doesn't want right we're selling a product which ca- and we have to keep ourselves updated we have to keep up with the trends trends like payment gateways like 20 years ago everyone was dealing in cash today everyone is dealing with cards i should say 5 years ago everyone was dealing with cards today i don't even carry my wallet with me i'm using my apple pay for all the transactions is crypto next and i ask this question to everyone and most of them say yeah maybe i say no it's already happening in uae we have got supermarkets who are buying crypto uh, who are accepting crypto as a payment already so you too carnav is doing it too uh not yet but maybe why not okay right uh, but these are the trends that we need to understand why to build a product which we don't understand and this is where we focus upon for example all the companies or i should say most of the companies that i speak to uh, my friends my colleagues my partner they are building websites and i asked them one question uh, to these senior leaders that you are building a website is it mobile is it desktop is it both and they don't know and when you go into detail they are building a desktop website i asked them uh, your customer is accessing you on a mobile or a desktop and these are the questions that we have to understand these are the trends that we have to understand for the customer we build a website we build an app because we know that most of our customer more than 50% of our customers access us from their mobiles so we need to ensure another example could be language like for example in uae you open any website uh, the the home page would be english with the option of you toggling back to arabic but in case if you open any website the default language is arabic i asked these guys that do you know who your customer is like is there an option of showing french language to the customer who is french can you custom if you know your customer you should be customizing it to the place where a english speaking person should see english and uh, arabic speaking persons should see, uh, see arabic with the option of toggling off so so this is somewhere that all the companies as a business so we have to upgrade ourselves we have to go there but i think yeah we have to focus on the trends of the future nice thank you for your time ajeev definitely know now where to buy my next car in case Absolutely. i'm looking for a car and then uh, in the region was a better